Good morning and welcome to the second week of Advent. Well, our church, like many churches, has the tradition of remembering the season by lighting Advent candles each Sunday. Uh, my w wife, Jeanette, enjoys the tradition so much that we have an Advent wreath on our dining room table and we light it during mealtimes. It's a great tradition and a wonderful way to remember why we celebrate Christmas. Well, this past Sunday, we lit the Bethlehem candles or the peace candle. And the Bethlehem candle reminds us of the night when Joseph and Mary found a humble stable in which to give birth to Jesus. Luke 2.7 tells us that it was there that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Micah had prophesied that Bethlehem would be the place of the Messiah's birth. Let me read that, uh, Micah 5.2. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. So where is Bethlehem? Why does Micah call it Bethlehem Ephrathah? And why Bethlehem? Do you ever ask such questions? Well, perhaps I'm the only one, but just in case you're a bit like me, let's explore those questions a bit more. Well, Bethlehem is located about six miles south of Jerusalem on a range of hills which are surrounded by fertile valleys. Bethlehem is perched on these hills about 2,500 feet above sea level. And the name Bethlehem is a combination of Bet and Laham, which means house of bread. Uh, the town is first named in the Bible in Genesis 35, verse 19. And it tells us there that Rachel died and she was buried on the way to Ephrathah or Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. So Ephrath or Ephrathah is another name for Bethlehem. And Ephrathah may also be a clan name. We know, for example, that the great king of Israel, David, came from Bethlehem. And 1 Samuel 7, 12 tells us that David's father, Jesse, was an Ephrathite of Bethlehem in Judah. But why Bethlehem? Why this small town or village instead of the center of Jewish faith, Jerusalem? Or why not the Mecca of power in that day, Rome? Well, one reason is that Bethlehem, of course, fulfilled the prophecy of Micah 5. Another reason is that Bethlehem was the place of Jesus' lineage. You may recall the story of Naomi and Ruth, and much of that story took place in and around Bethlehem. And Ruth is named in the lineage of Jesus in Matthew 1, verse 5. And she was the great-grandmother of King David. Of course, as I've already mentioned, King David was from Bethlehem. And David is significant for it was unto David in 2 Samuel 7, 16, that God made the promise, your throne will be established forever. And Jesus is the one who fulfills that promise. You see, Bethlehem figured significant in God's plan all the way back to Genesis at the death of Rachel and then to Ruth and then to David and ultimately to Jesus. But why little Bethlehem? Well, perhaps for the same reason Ruth and David 
are part of Jesus' lineage. It's a sign of God's grace. Did you know that Ruth was not Jewish, but she was a Moabitess? And God had said in Deuteronomy 23, verse 3, no Ammonite or Moabite may enter the assembly of the Lord. But God in his great grace included Ruth in Jesus' lineage. And King David, I mean, remember he committed murder and adultery. But again, God in his grace chose David to be a part of his great plan. For David also was included in the lineage of Jesus. And he was the one to whom the promise was given that, he, that God would establish his kingdom forever. And he did so through Jesus. There's not time this morning, but there are many characters in the lineage of Jesus that we probably would not have included, but God did. It's called grace, folks. In a similar manner, God could have chosen Jerusalem or Rome, but he chose the more humble village of Bethlehem. It's grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. God has a heart for the underdogs of the world. And I think he chooses humble people in humble places because God is zealous for his glory. You see, when he chooses the unexpected, God receives the glory. When unlikely candidates do amazing things, people are more likely to declare it must be God working in their lives. You know, God's still choosing the least likely. I mean, hey, look at me, I'm a pastor. And as one of my former youth used to tease, how did you get to be a preacher anyway? To which I answered and I answer still, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And he does. And so if the Lord chose Ruth and David and a little town like Bethlehem and a guy raised up on a dirt road in Cleveland, North Carolina, why could he not choose you here in Patrick County or some other county or small town or village around the globe? Well, the fact of the matter is God is choosing you. If you trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God has chosen you for salvation. And God is choosing you now to share the good news of the gospel wherever you might live. Bethlehem was clearly a part of God's plan, but so is your large city or small town. By His grace, God has planted you there. And as Bethlehem was perched on a hill south of Jerusalem, so you are in your location to be a light on the hill to a dark and lost world. So remember Bethlehem and Ruth and David and Mary and Joseph and all the unlikely places and people that God has chosen. Remember and believe God is still calling people like you and like me. May we answer. Well, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for choosing people like Ruth and David, Mary and Joseph and the 12 disciples and so many like them since then. Lord, thank you for choosing to be born in Bethlehem. Thank you for those reminders and demonstrations that you call all people in all places. And it's often the least likely 
that you call. Thank you for seeing things in us that others do not see. In fact, you see things in us that, that we don't even see ourselves. And you call us to bring glory to your name. I pray we will be your humble servants and answer your call. Like one of the servants of old Isaiah, I pray we will respond. Here am I. Send me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you all. I pray you have a wonderful week. Goodbye.